0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Chef's Meal, where we talk about whatever and never and everything else in between. All right, check it, check, check. All right, so again, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, we are we have a special guest today, and we have Jessica from Across the Pond, I should say. And um, if you don't mind, this is the Chef's Meal episode, special episode uh, featuring Jessica. Welcome to the channel.
1: Thank you for having me. I love that phrase, Across the Pond. It makes yeah. the UK feel so much more glamorous than it actually is. Is it? Did.
0: Yeah. Because I, like, I have no other way to kind of express like where you're located except for that phrase.
1: I love, I love the UK. I'm, I'm so British. I'm very Southern British. I'm very Southern British, I refer to
0: Southern them. British? Like, what is I'm that? Southern what does Southern
1: that mean? Um, oh, I wouldn't know how to word it without offending Northern British people. <laughs> um, <laughs> so my, my dad's side of my family are Northern. Uh, they're like very far up north britain which got in it. the uk feels like really far away yet in other countries would be like a day trip um but very far away um and my mum was southern british and so down had always lived down south areas and i live in south west london now uh, this ah. is the furthest north i've ever lived and it is the furthest north you will ever get me oh. <laughs> um, maybe twice a year we'll go up north cuz i've got a lot of friends in the north, um who never come to the south. I don't know why. Ah. Um but we always joke that I'm I'm very southern British and I've got the very southern British accent and yeah. um, so there's just this, this this running joke of, of I don't go north. I like Joey and Friends doesn't share food. Joey doesn't <laughs> share food. Jessica doesn't go north. Like even oh, okay. North London for me, I did a, a charity cycle ride years ago um and it was overnight so we set off at like 8 p.m and cycled through the night and the worst bit was in the north of london so i don't even like the north Um, of london now like i just don't go north i'm very southern
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay so if you don't mind uh just share uh why you do the podcast and just some uh some information about yourself if you don't mind
1: Yes I have a podcast called Motherhood Motivation uh, which is part of Supermum Society which is my company. I'm also mm. a personal trainer and um, qualified sports nutritionist. Don't think I've ever actually used my sports nutrition qualification. I feel like nutritionist qualifications in the UK as soon as you do them they're out of date. Uh, oh, there was really? like stuff in the course that I'm like I know this is outdated already and I'm like so i'm not sure i've ever used that part of it but Mm. so i have my like personal training side of things and then i run super Mum society which is resources for a better easier happier motherhood designed exclusively for moms who don't want to wing it so the mum that's sort of um i I think we're referred to now as conscious parents although okay i've never met an unconscious parent i mean but it's it's a specific we're a specific group now of conscious parents Um, and I teach things like time management and organization and decluttering and things and what my my audience my community was saying is they would like this sort of short kick in the butt once a week so I was like oh how would you like it and they were like oh we would quite like mm. a podcast and I was like oh, okay well I'll do a podcast and I listened to a few podcasts and things and the mum ones tended to be this 30 to 50 minutes in length and yeah. I was having to listen to them in like 10 minute chunks because you do a, a trip you drop the kid somewhere or you are take going to a class you get these sort of little 10 minute bits here and there that you can listen to them um, I have one slightly longer, I have one 30 minute drive a week, but other mm-hmm. that, I, I, I live in small, short drives. Um, and I was now, ne- I was like starting a podcast and then not being able to finish an episode. Um, and I'd come back to it like three months later and be like, Oh, that was really good. And I never finished it. Um, and I thought, well, there's a gap here. So my podcasts are five to 10 minutes long. And, and it's it. normally like one little snippet, um, usually something actionable. I love actionable things. Mm, um, I me call too. it my, my little voice of inspiration, motivation and support on this amazing journey through motherhood. So they're like little actionable tidbits um, that people can sort of devour, uh, pun intended, uh, devour really quickly <laughs> and, and carry on with their day and hopefully add it to their day to make the little changes. I, I talk a lot about big changes that you can do in your life these big things that you can do to turn your life around but actually i've realized the little ones adding up are it's a lot less stressful than trying to make yeah. a big change whatever you're doing whether it's you're getting into your fitness or you're getting into your food you're decluttering your house the big changes are a bit more stressful um, And the, is. Little, the little changes you can you can sort of take little gentle i'm all over the puns today you can take little bites, <laughs> <laughs>
0: take little
1: bites out of it and how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So yeah. I, I found that oh
0: worked really
1: nicely with the podcast. And it sort of fits really nicely in line with what I do with Mom society. So I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. We launched in March. So we're, we're still a little baby. And, and it's growing. And I'm starting to get messages from people saying, Oh, I listened to this episode. And it was exactly what I needed to hear. And that's, you go. that's probably my favourite bit of feedback. It's, that is mm-hmm. exactly what I needed right now. I had someone comment that on an Instagram post. She's like, "I really needed to see this today. I needed to hear this," um, because I think we get in mum communities, we get so caught up in all our own mum stresses that we yeah. don't reach out and help other people because there's just so much going on. And that's what I kind of wanted to provide with Mum Society is those little bits of encouragement and positivity. And some we all I always say we all have different skill sets. And if we all shared our skills across each other, then everyone's life would be so much easier. Um, yeah, My skills lie in organization and planning and time management and all those wonderful things and general positivity. So I kind of try I like to share them as much as I can.
0: There you go. I, I truly appreciate that. You shared the elephant um, analogy. Cause I, <laughs> not too many people would know what that is, like how to eat an elephant, just about, about at a time, or how do you chop down a mountain? Uh, a shovel at a time. It's, it's kind of the same thing. I, I really, truly appreciate that. And can I just say, um, I can just I can just listen to you talk forever. Is that is that a thing? <laughs> well, Because of what I'm
1: saying or because of the accent?
0: <laughs> it's kind of a both. It's like, it's so soothing. It's, it's crazy.
1: I'll take it. I'll take it.
0: <laughs> all right. So it, it's short bursts form that you're doing about five to 10 minutes at a time, and it's all good. But let's get into the nitty gritty, if you don't mind. So Tell me about these um, the the planning the the organization. How does that how does that actually work?
1: So people think it's because I want to cram loads of stuff into my life, but the. Actual thing I love with, and I've I've slowed down a lot more with motherhood. Bizarrely, mm. like something I've got loads more to do, but I've slowed down more because it is it's draining. Being being a parent oh, yeah. is is like this extra level of draining. And all my friends said it. They were like, "You say you're tired now. Wait until you had a kid." And I always had <laughs> a bit more leeway for my friends that had kids about being late and things like that. And I was like, "Okay, okay, yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. Eventually, I will understand properly and." It'll all be fine. And there is. Mm -hmm. Even on the most perfect day when you have slept and your kid has slept and everyone is happy and you've got nothing stressful to do and the washing up is done, it's still exhausting.
0: Oh, yeah. I could assume so.
1: Yeah, you need to make these like buffers, this chill out buffer time. And that's where my time management has really come into its element is allowing me space around my things that I've got to do. Um, I mm. say this when you when you declutter your space. I like to have um, like air flowing around my things. Um, mm. I like. Have you heard of the concept of the empty shelf? Absolutely. So everyone, everyone in their house should, should have. You should have an empty shelf. I love if I could have an empty shelf and an empty cupboard and an empty sideboard and everything. Like I'm not a complete minimalist, but I like to have mm. this empty empty space. And so, if you've got an empty shelf, it allows space in your life for new things to come in, be it physical yeah. or otherwise so I've heard people that were struggling to conceive they've they've created an empty shelf and it tells the universe mm. that you have space for a baby in your life um they've yeah. created an empty shelf and suddenly they've got the pay rise at work um all these things oh, that is so, so good yeah I like physically having this empty sh- a shelf and the space around stuff but I'm the same with my time I don't want to be like bang 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 everything's smushed together I want to have flow and space between everything that I have to do but Mm. I also have lots of interests
0: (laughs) oh yeah yeah, like most people do (laughs) lots
1: of interests and lots of things and there's always something else I want to do and I've got that's where like you plan ahead so you're like I would I really would love to learn mixed martial arts
0: Oh yeah. Would oh, love, wow.
1: to, love to learn mixed martial arts. And I'm so, I'm like, I'm like glittery, sparkly nails girly. I'm very, oh, very girly. So people think the idea of me doing mixed martial arts is really funny. Um, but I really, I really love the idea of mixed martial arts. So I, I will put it's on the list, but it's on the list for further down the line. Because if I tried to do it now on top of everything else, it wouldn't mm-hmm. happen. It's about spacing things out. But all these things require a lot of energy and require a lot of fuel. So I'm also incredibly passionate about my food, which is (laughs) is how we connected.
0: Yes, Um, let's talk about food.
1: I'm very passionate about my food. And it's something that really seems to go downhill with the time issue. People Mm. are like, it's the time or they haven't got the money. And I'm reminded of a statistic that I read. And I can't remember what year the statistic was from, but it was a long, long time ago, like, many, many hundreds of years ago, that more than 50% of our income was spent on our food.
0: Yes, absolutely. And now
1: being like rent, what it is, particularly in London, I live in a particularly desirable part of London, (laughs) rent around here is incredibly painful. You don't have 50% of your income left to spend on food because you've got to house yourself. Um, Yeah. But it used to be such a higher priority fueling our bodies Um, because we didn't have other things to spend our money on. Um, There wasn't the manicure bar down the road and there weren't all these different restaurants to go and try or um, different holidays to go on. We sort of ate and slept and survived. Um, Mm -hmm. So there was that, the income was there to spend more of it on our food. And now it's like the lowest priority. It's like I've got the latest trainers or I guess sneakers for you guys But Mm. I'm going to now have to to live off, like, a pear and a rotten piece of chicken and some sort of... that is awful. That sounds
0: awful.
1: It's hideous. (laughs) I'm like, um, the the, the priorities have very got skewed when it comes to food. So, like, I'm like, mm, you should always eat the best that you can afford.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) I completely agree.
1: it, It should be, like, pay... Pay the, the bills, the specific things you're committed to, your housing, your electric, your gas, all those bits and pieces, and then your food, not yes. then your makeup, your latest trainers, your whatever it is, and then your food comes to the bottom. Bring the food up the list. And then the other one Absolutely. I get a lot of the time from people is time. I love, mm-hmm. we love real real food. It's it's crazy yeah. that the idea of real food is a concept now, isn't it? Like that, Yeah. Like. The, the fact that we have to say real food or clean food just like blows my mind. It should just it really be, does. That it should should just be food. what food is. The rest of it is plastic. Like it's not real food. Um, but, like, be- yeah. We like eating from like real actual things and people like, yeah. do, you, do you check your labels a lot? And I was like, well, a lot of what we eat doesn't come with a label because mm-hmm. an apple is an apple. I don't, <laughs> unless, I'm, unless I'm counting my macros, I don't need to like the fat, carb content, protein content. I don't need to look at, mm. but I don't need to look at the list of ingredients and see if there's like any chemical because it's an apple. Um, yes, you've got that whole like organic and was it sprayed with this and that and things to look into, but an apple has one ingredient. It's an apple. apple. Um, yeah. <laughs> easy, and it's taking it back to that. But people are like then you've got to chop and peel and prep and things like that. And I'm like, but you are what you eat. Correct. And if you're putting in this junk and this rubbish and things, it will come out. Be it physically. I get a lot of people. They're like, "But I don't put on weight, so I don't need to worry about it." And I'm like, mm, "Yeah, but you're rotting your internal organs. Maybe. Exactly. I want to think about that bit of it as well. And um, and the enjoyment of flavor, like the junk that people are killing their taste buds with. I'm like, I love food. It love would like food. it would kill love, me love. to destroy my taste buds. I'm like, love, love. I'm all about the food. All, we usually holiday for food yes uh, I say usually because we're going on holiday soon and this time we've selected our destination because of the childcare on offer um Ooh. But, but pre pre-baby we would holiday for food um we loved Ibiza because the food in Ibiza is amazing so most people go oh, yeah. to Ibiza to go clubbing we would be sat With in the, the harbor eating
0: <laughs> hey that sounds like a life to me
1: uh, like I, I I don't like leaving the house very often but I'll leave the house for good food
0: <laughs> hey there we go now we're talking now we like, um we like what the food. kind of uh like in terms of so let's let's stab a little bit into food yeah I mean I'm in a restaurant business I've been I've been at it for 18 years I'm the exec chef of this restaurant currently for six years and there's I I am so intrigued about what people eat and what they put into their bodies because one, I would like to understand how they eat. And two, how can I be better or how can I tell them to be better at what they eat so I can then order the correct items so they can have maybe like an alternative to what they're I don't know, like a pizza or like pasta. Or some kind of other quick things that they do, just just slightly a bit more elevated and more attainable for them to cook, because I think, like the the fast processed food is garbage. It's straight up garbage. I I, I haven't yeah. eaten fast food in so long. I, I don't even I, I don't want to look at it. I don't want I don't care for it. I'd rather cook my meal. So let me let me ask you a quick, uh, a couple of questions if you don't mind. What do you absolutely refuse to eat?
1: McDonald's. <laughs> i i can't this the mcdonald's i can't stand the smell of it like it, uh. i don't maybe they're not as bad in the rest of the world but there's a diy store um and that's right next to a mcdonald's near my house and to park uh. in the car park for me is painful because to get to the diy store i have to smell mcdonald's um uh. and it's just I'm like, no. The funny thing was, though, when I was pregnant, all I craved was, like, junk food, which out. is so bizarre. Like, <laughs> but the rest of the time, I just I can't stand it. And I used to. I didn't used to be healthy. I used to be – 2013 was my turning point year. I was in a very, very mm. dark place. But up until that point, my food habits were horrible. I oh, mean, yeah. And some of the diet, the weird diets I tried, I mean, I tried Slim Fast as, like, a 14-year-old. And mm-hmm. I – what was I? Fifteen. My school lunch that I made myself because I thought it was healthy was white bread with like margarine and lettuce leaves. Oh wow. that was it. And I thought because the filling was lettuce leaf, it was healthy. Like clearly <laughs> there was a gap in my education here that I thought that that was like the healthy option. Um, and I'd I'd go to the shop. I mean, I was very depressed as well, but I'd go to the shop and buy like five chocolate bars, and they'd be gone within like five minutes. And I'd be like, where did they go? <laughs> I hadn't like, I'd be like looking around being like I'm sure I bought more than this like where yeah. have they got like I just and people thought it was really funny about how much I could eat because I'm very tall I'm five foot eleven it, oh, spreads, wow, it spreads out and it's like I'm like no no I'm big and if you stood me even at my biggest if you stood me away and as long as I like tried to suck my chin in a bit if you stood me mm-hmm. away from people I didn't look big at all but as soon as you put me next to like I was saying I was gonna say an average person, there's no average, mm. but you put me next to someone else, suddenly you were like, Oh, actually, so I'd see myself in in pictures and things like that, and see myself next to people and and hated it. And I knew what I looked like without my clothes on, and I knew uh-huh. how I how I felt. So when I did a movement I could feel the flab gathering in sections and stuff like that. And I also had like no energy whatsoever. So I've mm. been I've done both sides. I've not, when I talk, and I like to mention that because when I, some people are like, ah, you're just one of those health freaks that's always been into their health and never uh, gained weight. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I've been there. I've been there. It. The struggle's real. I've done, I've made the change. I've made the difference. I've retrained my taste buds. Um, One of the best things for that was I did a, a, a juice cleanse. It was okay. predominantly vegetable, but some, there was some bits of fruit in there to sort of make it palatable. And it was a whole week and I had four mm. juices a day and lots and lots of water. And at the end of it, there was a lot of the junk food I'd previously eaten. I couldn't touch anymore.
0: It, Got like, it. Well, it's essentially a palate cleanser. If you're talking yeah. about it like that. Yeah. A
1: week long palate cleanser. And I've just done yeah. something sort of similar. I've done a 30 day sugar free challenge. Ooh. I Those are re- I, I mean, I sucked at it. Not, not intentionally. I didn't, Mentally cave, but there were things mm-hmm. that I didn't question. A and then looks at the label afterwards and was like, "What? Like mm-hmm. that? I didn't <laughs> peanuts, peanuts. Who thought? Yeah, sugar,
0: absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, was,
1: I was like, oh, peanuts and cashews were two of my favorite snacks through the thirty days, mm-hmm. and I didn't, and I kicked myself because I'm normally such a label checker, and it Got was it. just for some reason didn't check those. So I, I was, I still. I've lost weight and like definition in my midsection has come through. So I definitely mm. reduced the sugar quite a lot, but I didn't, I didn't do it as well as I would have liked to. Um, but no. again, I, one of the things I realized was very sugary um, midway through was my probiotic. I'm, I can't have cow dairy. I can have steak. We love steak can't have cow dairy. So sheep, Goat, buffalo, camel milk, all fine. Cow milk, yeah. not, not good. Um, so I have this, it's the only non-dairy probiotic I've been able to find. Mm. And um, through, as I was getting through the days, I was like, this tastes weird. I thought it had gone off. Yeah. And it wasn't. When I looked at the label, it had six grams of sugar per 100 grams. And my, uh-huh. my limit for the challenge was it had to be one gram or under per 100 grams. And yeah. I was like, that's it's too sweet. I've had that to is. go and find a tablet form, which I quite liked having the little drink thing. Um, mm. But I've had to go and find a tablet form because I'm like, I don't, I don't like the sweetness anymore. I'm done. I'm yeah. over it. Which is <laughs> I'm, over it. I'm over it. I'm done. And <laughs> I mean, it helps. When you see your body change, it becomes much easier to maintain the changes. have. Like, so obviously I had a child a couple of years ago, so the skin on my stomach's a little bit like saggy. Mm-hmm. but that aside my my stomach has never looked so good like the go. my ab definition comes through during my workouts so like i'm i'm very pleased with how things are going at the moment i just need to get the skin to catch up with my muscle definition and that would be great sure.
0: well i'm I'm glad you mentioned the um the dairy thing because i'm i'm not sure if you knew uh most humans or rather almost all humans we're like 90 percent um not like like dairy intolerant like Mm -hmm. we're not supposed to consume dairy it's not it's not a human thing to do that's more for like if you think about it your your child who you're nursing um essentially get nutrients from your breast milk and that's essentially what cow milk is it's nutrients for the calf so it's not it's not for uh normal consumption for us humans and that's why it, it causes all these adverse effects to our bodies So Mm -hmm. I'm really, I'm really glad you you mentioned something like that because we don't consume um, cow products either here at the house.
1: We, we have cheese is probably, but we rare, even the non-dairy alternatives and stuff. My, my daughter's still small, so she still has a milk beaker before bed, Mm -hmm. Um, but we've dropped the lunchtime one and she has a bit of milk in her porridge in the morning. Um, Mm -hmm. But my partner doesn't really drink milk with anything he might have a dash in his coffee every now and again just because we've got it but pre yeah. our daughter he didn't have milk in his coffee we we forget until guests came to stay and they would be like can i have a milky coffee and I'm like, uh, uh no you can't <laughs> um but we don't we don't have yogurt um we don't i'm kind of thinking what other dairy things ice cream if we get ice cream we get the non-dairy ice cream even though my daughter and my partner can have dairy we just get the non dairy um what other dairy products are there cheese cheeses are like our weakness and we have a very lovely specialist cheese shop just down the road from cheese us
0: Cheese is so good though you I mean,
1: know you remortgage before you go to this shop <laughs> 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 it's you buy very little pieces of the cheese but it's it's amazing amazing cheese is just our oh, cheese is life cheese is life
0: <laughs> cheese cheese <laughs> Did you uh? Did you also know that cheese gives off a certain chemical in your brain that makes you addicted to it? That's why people love cheese so much.
1: I'm I'm definitely addicted to cheese. I'm <laughs> to
0: like that. And there, there will be I think most There of us will be are no enough. cheese
1: rehab ever because I'm so I'm limited already because I'm sheep and goat. And um, mm. so quite often we go to restaurants and I don't fancy any of the puddings or I can't have any of the puddings and I can't have the cheese board because it's all cow cheese and I'm like you people suck. Like, where's my, <laughs> oh, my <goat> cheese? <laughs>
0: have you ever tried oat milk
1: yes that's really popular at the moment it everyone's so all good. about everyone seems to be all about the oat milk i love hazelnut milk but there's only one brand of it there's a brand i don't know if it's an international brand There's a brand called innocent they bought out innocent smoothies originally mm. um, but they do um some nut milks now and their hazelnut milk it makes my coffee feel like a mocha without the chocolate oh, wow. and the sugar in it and it's uh it's oh it's so good it's Sometimes I just have like a warmed, whisked cup if we've got no pudding. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just heaven.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Now, okay. So have you, uh, have you ever eaten anything weird, like in terms of proteins or anything like that?
1: Um, Anything weird? Mm. Like weird, like
0: I've, I've had gator before, snake. I was going
1: to say like bugs and, not bugs and stuff. Bugs, um, kangaroo, I've had bugs and stuff. I like kangaroo. Uh, I've had kangaroo and zebra. I don't think oh, wow. I've had anything else. Have you heard it? There's a company called Muscle Foods, and they do quite a lot of more obscure animal meats. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I live in the UK, and we had that whole meat crisis, so I have probably had horse at some point without realizing it. Sure. Um, I think that, that appeared in they, there was some big scandal a few years back, and I was just like, hey, I'm a bit annoyed you didn't tell me, but I don't care either way
0: and <laughs> there isn't
1: really a meat i wouldn't eat like bugs they just look weird like i've not
0: they do not, look weird it's yeah. not
1: aesthetically pleasing to bite into a bug so i probably wouldn't eat a bug um but other than that if it if it looks like meat, then i'm not gonna be for a while i said i wouldn't eat rabbit and then i suddenly got a real craving for rabbit pie one day and i'm like well i clearly, clearly, i'm clearly over that like i've had
0: um i've had the idea of cocovan? Yes. It's it's essentially made with rabbit meat, yeah, the yeah. the classic way. It is so delicious. So delicious. Now, obviously over here in the states you can get rabbit meat, but we typically make it with like pheasant or chicken or anything like that. But if you can get some rabbit, uh, world of difference. <laughs> <laughs> we I mean we're,
1: we're lucky. We've got a couple of specialist butchers very nearby. Um I mean, it's the joy of living somewhere like London is sort of the hub for me london is the center of the universe um (laughs) but (laughs) i lived in cornwall in the middle of nowhere for a long time so now i live here Uh i'm like i have all the things like i didn't even have um a waitrose so waitrose is like the epitome of the high-end supermarket in the uk oh yeah Um, um and you get the weird ingredients that you wouldn't get in most of the other supermarkets in the uk and there wasn't a single waitrose in all of cornwall which is I guess like the American equivalent of a state, it's a county, mm-hmm. a whole county. So imagine yeah. a whole state with no of this one type of supermarket, and now uh, I have three, three <laughs> that I can go to within like. I got EV. three of them. I'm just gonna like go around all the wait trays and find all the fun ingredients. It's oh it's word. a much more inspiring supermarket, and we've yeah we've got some speciality butchers nearby, and just all the options, and we really love to like. We'll watch uh, a program called Saturday Kitchen and look at the rest Mm -hmm. of the recipes on there, and we'll get some of the food magazines. We had to cancel our food magazine subscription because we had torn out so many pages of things we wanted to try. For us, that's like a fun thing to do with our evening. It's not going to like the cinema or a night out clubbing. It's to like try out a new recipe, and luckily we both like doing it. Yeah, it's like we will go out occasionally i'm pushed i've pushed and we're going out at the end of june to we're still there'll still be food we're going out to a nice restaurant but we're mm-hmm. gonna we, stay out late
0: like oh wow we are
1: because i feel like we're getting old before our time like we are gonna <laughs> pre-warned we've got a really lovely babysitter and i pre-warned her that we're gonna be late <laughs> I'm determined <laughs> I'm determined to get to like one AM or something. Oh wow. Like,
0: there to be you go. crazy,
1: go crazy because we stay in way too much. Um, but we, we do that once. So once a week we'll have a special recipe that we found. And we do family dinner six nights a week. It's and perfect. then it's one night a week. Our daughter will eat, we'll have cooked extra one night and we'll reheat that. She'll have that at dinner time at half past six and then we'll eat together later like eight o'clock um and Mm -hmm. probably watch a movie or something but try out like a new recipe um but those six days a week we have on a like a two-week rolling menu Mm -hmm. so it's i've just redone it well i'm just in the middle of redoing it for summer because vegetables change and what you want to eat changes and things like that like that we had a lot of stews and things in the winter that i could put in a slow cooker and and it just doesn't you don't want to eat that kind of thing when it's hot um, so i've just changed oh you'd be it. surprised but i i well we don't we don't we don't um, but I've done <laughs> the other one ran from january i did it just after christmas it ran from january until last week this week we're doing an eat the freezer out so oh. sometimes i'll go to the butcher and he'll be like oh, i've got this on offer and i was like yeah i'll bung it in the freezer and the freezer got to the point where it wouldn't shut so i was like let's we'll <laughs> eat down the freezer eat so everything. Yeah, I was like, I bought a load of veg. I know there's a load of meat in the freezer and we're just pairing things as we go this week. This is the there closest to winging it that I ever get. Um, but normally we have yeah, this two-week rolling menu. So we'll start the summer menu. We go away next week. So we come back and um, we'll start our summer menu. And it means that I've got exactly what we're going to have already on a sheet. I'll print it out with the how to make the things and mm-hmm. it's fixed inside a cupboard. So it doesn't matter if... I've got a meeting late or my partner's got a meeting late. Either one of us can cook the thing because it's it's on the, it's on the cupboard. We know how to make whatever it is we're meant to have that night. And we both know what we're meant to be having that night. We both know what needs to be taken out of the freezer the night before and things. Um, And I've also then got the shopping lists are already done. Mm. So I have, on the document, so the top of the document, it's got the food, it's got the recipes, and then at the bottom, it's got week one, week two, butcher shop, uh, green grocer shop, and a cardo shop, which is an online shopping mm-hmm. like, shopping thing. Um, and they'll have it the three separate shopping lists.
0: Wow, you guys are done. efficient. So it's efficient. like efficient.
1: It's a, it's all about making this like flow time between all the activities because mm. I. I I enjoy the cooking process and stuff, but I don't want to waste more time than I have to on the buying of the ingredients and things like that. I want to, and if you keep it a reasonable amount of time, you can keep the joy of it as well. Mm -hmm. If it's suddenly to be able to to go to the butchers and go to the greengrocers started taking up too much time that it became a drain, chances are I'd cave and end up buying it online. And part of why I wanted to do, that was also reduce our waste packaging. I rock up with my yeah. like China Tupperware, which is a heavy thing to lug around Well, you're lugging a two-year-old as well, but I'm mm-hmm. rock up with my Tupperware. So we, we park up, we drop our bags to the green grocer. I've already texted him my list. He packs up the bags while we go to the butchers, we come back to the green grocer, pick up the veg and go back to the car. And it's like, Nice and easy, and we know we're getting no, like, nice easy. the best and the freshest. And when, if I go to the supermarket and get meat, I always get organic because I want to play it safe. And there's it's in the UK, it's un, well, it's meant to not have hormones in it if it's organic. Mm. Whereas if you go to the butchers, he knows his suppliers. If you go to a yeah. good butcher, anyway, he knows his suppliers and he knows that I am a hormone free meat eater. Um, Mm. And he's been like, yes, we've got this one, this one, this one. At Christmas, he got me in an extra large hormone-free turkey, which, though was more expensive than a normal turkey, was a third of the price of having to buy an organic turkey. And if I had gone through the supermarket, I'd have had to get an organic one to know I was getting a hormone-free. I don't necessarily need it to be organic. Like in the UK, I don't know if it's the same all over the world, but in the UK, the requirements to be organic Some of the things are just a bit crazy. They've got their reasons, but they're a bit crazy and they don't matter to me. What matters to me Mm. is the hormones. and So I don't need all the other tick boxes ticked. I just need to know it's hormone-free. And now I'm like, oh, well, I get that by going to the butcher. And I'm supporting an independent, supporting a small Mm. business. Um, And it's really nice as well because I take my daughter in and they have like the full-on meat carcasses hanging in the window. When the shop opened, people were a bit like... Oh, do we want to drive past hanging meat carcasses all the time? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> it yes, really makes do. me want a steak. But um, <laughs> I take her in and we go in and we, she said, oh, steak, So, yeah, that's steak. Um, and there's a cow on the wall and she'll, she'll point, to she'll go, cow? And I said, yes, what do we get from a cow? She'll go, milk. And I said, and steak. <laughs> 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 she knows, she's two and she knows that that's a chicken with no feathers on in mm. the packet and that's a chicken running around in a field like
0: yeah well you're essentially teaching your child uh, the foods that they're they're eating they're consuming and what it looks like how it's produced what cuts and that's i think more uh, more people should teach their kids um exactly what they're eating how to eat so what yeah. you're doing right now is essentially just 100% more than what you know normal people here in the states do
1: the food education—I don't know if it's terrible everywhere, but it just—I mean—it blows my mind. So I was married before, I'm married and divorced, and mm-hmm. my—it was my middle stepchild—was stood next to me while I was making pasta dinner one night, and she's like, "Don't we need to put the sauce in now?" The pasta had just gone in the water, and I mean, this mm-hmm. was this was pre-me discovering what I was eating actually mattered, and mm-hmm. um, so it was like the dry, really bad dry pasta and a tin of sauce was going to be our mm-hmm. dinner to put the sauce in. I'm like, um, no, the pasta's like boiling in the water. I'm like, didn't you make curry <laughs> at school the other day? They weren't. They didn't know how to chop veg. They didn't teach. They had cooking lessons, but they would be learning, but none of the basics.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: they could yeah, make it's, one it's complicated dish, but learn none of the basics. And then the yeah. food education with once I was starting to get into my health and things like that, like the things that they were taught at school or lack of things they were taught at school would just. Blowing my mind, I'm like, yeah. it's it. It seems to me now absolutely crazy, and I still, you know, sometimes when you know something, you feel like everyone should know it. Like this is obvious. Yeah. Why doesn't one know this? Um, I've got friends with children that have um issues, maybe learning difficulties, or like they're like actual diagnosed syndromes <clears> and things <throat> like that. But they won't be looking at their diet. Yeah, I'm like, it's the food and stuff we put in our body is going to be creating our cells and our structure and our growth and all these things um i had terrible skin for years like so bad the skin on my back i couldn't lean back against any like hard surface like lie on the floor or a wall or a chair or anything because the my the acne on my back was so bad and Mm. with the exception of saying i shouldn't eat chocolate there was no talk of food no talk of food at all um And I now know I've got a dairy intolerance. I've got a gluten intolerance. And if I Mm. have bits of dairy, because it won't kill me, it just makes me poorly. If I have bits of dairy, my skin, even like the sort of color and texture, not necessarily just spots coming out, but it changes overnight. Yeah. And yet no, Once one, you know no one looked at that with me when I was a kid. What they did put me on was really toxic drugs, like some really mm. bad stuff and um, some stuff that caused like really severe depression issues and stuff while you were on mm-hmm. the drugs. And they, they were just farming it out to all these kids, but no one was looking at the food aspect.
0: And yeah.
1: I think they're getting better now. Um, I mean, the NHS is amazing. We are very lucky to have um the National Health Service in the yeah. UK. And they are starting to be a bit more holistic. But they yeah. fix problems. They don't stop the problems from happening. That's kind of not been in their remit previously. Mm-hmm. And now they're realizing that if they start helping people at the beginning. So the I didn't realize until quite recently that some of the NHS funding goes into supporting things like Slimming World and Weight Watchers. Mm-hmm. Um, so there'll be like subsidies, subsidies these that word I can't pronounce it. That's okay. (laughs) Subsidiaries. That's the one. Um for (laughs) patients that are struggling with weight to go on to things like Slimming Wild and Weight Watchers. And they're now starting to do similar things with coaches that help with like the mindset behind food and giving them the basic knowledge and understanding about their their food instead. Mm -hmm. Um so that they can learn a way of eating for life that's actually sustainable um yeah i mean so it's, it's a tricky trend like i say money and time are the the two biggest hurdles that i get from people with why they can't eat better um, got it but that mindset for change whether you're whatever it is you're trying to change is hard and if you can master that then like the world is your oyster um
0: oh, you're you so can, good
1: there's so many like things you can can do if you've got a, a strong mindset if you've got a mindset to go after your goals go after um, anything in your life have got a mindset to be able to make changes when you want to everything is so much easier and yeah even change for the better i mean people start reducing their sugar C- cans of coca-cola is quite a common one people decide they want to give up soda um, mm. and they feel so much worse to start with and they're like See, my body can't cope with that soda because I feel terrible. I'm like, no, no, give it time. <laughs> Please give it time. Just yeah. a little it's going to take longer. more than a
0: day a or a week or a month. It's going to take a long time.
1: It, yeah. Like, and then the ones that do stick with it, they'll come back to me and be like, I have so much more energy. My yeah. skin is here, clear. My hair is glossy. My nails have started growing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yep. If you think about all these aesthetic things that are happening, um, think about the changes that are happening. Inside,
0: on the inside.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's so there's so much mental and physical joy around food beyond the taste of it. Like, I love the taste of it. Food, food, it food, food, all day. But yeah,
0: it's. Yeah. It I, starts with food. Your so. attitude, and then food. You know, that's yeah. that's the two main things that people should focus on when they're trying to change a lifestyle, or even just trying to change themselves. you the 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 amount of food and the amount, uh, the actual quality of food that you're intaking understanding what it is and your attitude to learn from it um, and to change your diet. And that's, that's how you change yourself essentially.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's what's tricky because a lot of the government regulations across the world aren't at sort of ideal level. Um, <laughs> so it's sometimes mm-hmm, the blind mm-hmm. leading the blind, people are trusting the government sort of saying you need your five fruit and veg a day. Well, actually I might misquote the numbers here, but it was when they said five fruit and veg, it should have been seven, but they decided if they said seven, no one was going to try at all because the number was too high. So they went for a lower number. Mm -hmm. Um, And then because of the depletion in our soil quality and the depletion in our food quality, it should be something like 14 now, but they won't put it up because people are still struggling to even manage their five. Mm. And it's like, well, this is this is where you get into like because our food quality now is so much lower that supplements suddenly become particularly if you're going after some sort of extreme level of fitness or lifestyle where you do start having to look at supplements because our food quality is just shot.
0: Yeah, um, it's pretty bad.
1: But it's it doesn't mean you should just eat junk and just take supplements like no. You supplement a good. You have to have a good diet, and then supplement it in addition, not instead of having a good diet.
0: All right. So we only. Uh, I just. I don't want to keep you any longer than what I have to. I know you're a little busy. However, I just a couple more questions, if you don't mind. Okay. Um So we. You've definitely covered pretty much all the questions that I was going to ask you anyway, which is in which is pretty pretty crazy uh, to begin with. However. Uh, a couple of weird twists for you. Have you ever eaten spam?
1: I had a can of it. I moved into my first apartment and see, I'm starting to use your language now first apartment <laughs> first flat apartment more glamorous and flat um my first apartment, so I'm going to call it an apartment even though i'm British. Mm. um and my one of my best friends. I think probably was my actual best friend at the time, one of my best friends, and rocked up with a set of pans and then a can of lentils and a can of Spam. That he that sounds good. They were like the only things apparently that were at home. His parents traveled a lot and he was still at home. And um, no, He was like, that was the only food that was in the house that would tr- travel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I
1: know I owned a can of Spam at one point. I'm not sure if I ever ate it.
0: Mm, but I've that's owned okay.
1: I've, I've been okay. in possession
0: of one. Do you know what it is?
1: I'm guessing some sort of meat.
0: <laughs> so spam uh, essentially is after they've processed um, any kind of the meat products, essentially pork stuff. Yeah. And it, it gets um, mixed again into another formula that gives it that congealing effect. And then that's basically what it is. It's just entrails of pork no. put into a can. No.
1: Sounds very <laughs> yeah, It sounds I, awesome. I'm pretty sure I never ate the can. I think it went off.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then one final question for you. Uh, how do you feel about uh vegetarian slash vegan?
1: I've been both.
0: And you've been both. Um,
1: so I, I hated vegetables as a kid, as most kids do. And um, because my parents' food knowledge was pretty limited as well. They were like carrots, sweet corn, broccoli were like, well, there's no other vegetables, are there? Like, I've discovered vegetables as an adult that people like that's a fairly standard <laughs> vegetable, like courgette. I was like courgettes, or, or, yes, or an aubergine or eggplant. Um, they're fairly standard vegetables, but these were mm. like foreign delicacies because I'm like, it was not, <laughs> I think it was peas, sweet corn, carrots, and broccoli were like what I knew vegetables to be. And um, so, I hated vegetables, and then. One day I had a vegetarian stir fry and was able mm. to like eat it and enjoyed it and decided that I was vegetarian. Um, there you go. And went through a veggie phase. And then there was a boy at school that I fancied and he was vegetarian and he went vegan.
0: Mm. And I
1: thought, well, that sounds interesting. I'll do that. <laughs> so <I> was, <laughs> I'm a vegan. Um, and... It was quite, it was, it was an interesting experience. It mm-hmm. sort of op- started opening my eyes a little bit more to food stuff and what's in your food a bit, but I was doing it for the wrong reasons. And then I did start yeah. to care about the animals and things. Like I looked at why people go vegan. And at the time yeah. you didn't, you didn't go vegan for health reasons. It was more seen as an ethical choice yeah. and, and, not the best way to get a boy to like you at all Um, (laughs) i don't i don't even remember him dating anyone he ended up in quite a famous band but i can't remember what the band was called um oh yeah but um yeah no ended up like in some rock band oh that's gonna bug me he did he did end up like semi-famous sort of thing um but i never dated him so it Yeah, his loss Um, his loss I yeah, I started looking at it and then certain I stayed vegetarian for a bit longer and stopped being vegan because I kept getting ill because actually I ate a lot of bread when I was vegetarian uh-huh. and vegan and I now know I'm gluten intolerant. Um, and yeah. and then when I was vegetarian, I'd eat a lot more cheese and I now know I'm dairy intolerant. So it <laughs> they moved <knew> more poorly.
0: <laughs> you couldn't win, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was like mm, it didn't really work. I'm I'm very intrigued by the whole thing and I think it can often be cheaper to be vegan and vegetarian which means you can buy better quality of the things you do eat my ex-husband's mm. gone vegan like, he went vegan for a woman like for the woman yeah, he sure. she was vegan and um, and then they broke up and he maintained it and last time I saw him he was looking like in the best shape i've ever seen and he's he's built healthy and energized and he never gave two hoots about what he ate and what he put in his mm. body so i'm glad he's doing it for and he's doing it for health and ethical reasons now there you go lovely um and even though mine was a teenage phase i say we shouldn't mock people that do it for a teenage phase because it's because vegetarians and vegans exist that people take better care of the animals Mm -hmm. if if there weren't this this section of people saying it's wrong to how we keep the animals and treat the animals then we wouldn't up our game on how we look after them. So I thank the vegans and vegetarians for the fact that my cows that I eat are looked after better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think they all have this like this part I'm playing, but it's, it's interesting how it's become this plant-based lifestyle has become much more of a thing. And um, I like, I like that it's become a thing, but I like my steak too much yeah. to make no, it a no, part it's... of my thing.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely okay. Like we here at um at our house, actually, um, we do an eighty twenty rule. We call it. So yeah. I, I dubbed this the eighty twenty, meaning eighty percent plant based. So yeah. we're like half vegetarian, vegan ish, but twenty yeah. percent you're still lavishly doing other things that you know you normally consume, like beef or chicken or pork or whatever. So it, it gives you a sort of a, a leeway, like as if you went to a diet, you you have yeah. ab- you will absolutely break that diet if you don't have a cheat day per se. Or some kind of some sort, right? Yeah. So at least a little of a backup. So eighty twenty rule, rule, uh, out of the 14 meals that we eat uh, during Monday to Friday, um, pretty much all of those, like eight of those, will be vegetarian or vegan inspired. And then maybe just a couple would be, you know, your standard beef or steak. But we still stay away from it because my wife also has skin problems and she noticed that after she killed uh, the dairy – um, her skin dramatically improves. So mm. there's no more dairy products in the a, in a building.
1: Skin and dairy such a problem. Skin and dairy, man. I, I, I think we're probably like the other way around though. We're about 80% meat. No, maybe not like <laughs> that. Maybe like, so I, at the moment, I train for either muscle growth or muscle mm-hmm. strength usually. So I need a lot of protein and I'm not a fan of the protein shakes. I will have mm. them, but I'm not a fan. Um, and at the moment, I'm training for strength endurance so oh, that's wow. lifting fairly heavy things—not my heaviest, but fairly heavy things for mm-hmm. long amounts of time with very little rest. Yeah, um, Mama needs a protein. Like, <laughs>
0: yeah, you're gonna need you're gonna need some sustenance. There's
1: there's, there's there's quite a lot of meat consumption going on at the moment, but mm-hmm. I'll give you my other—I have an eighty twenty rule. It's called my eighty twenty rule of perfection. Okay. Um, I did a video, so I've got a, I've got a vlog, a, well, as a video, a YouTube channel, a podcast, mm. and a blog. Um, and on the the YouTube channel, I did a video about how to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, which, okay, the title was a bit clickbaity. It was "How to be perfect: the <laughs> happy perfectionist" and, uh. and explain my eighty twenty rule. If it's eighty percent perfect, then it's perfect. There you go. So if it's eighty percent good, I count it as good. I'm not going to worry about, and and I apply that to my exercise, my food, my like every my med, my outfit. If it looks eighty percent good, it's perfect.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
1: that's as good as good as it's going to get. So that's my level of like. I'm such a perfectionist, and it can consume you. It can so, if
0: you let it bother. You. Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
1: And I think different to some people they're, they're um their eighty twenty rule of perfectionism might be a seventy thirty rule of perfectionism, but mm. it's finally what makes you happy. What's the lowest number of perfect that you're still happy at? and for me it's eighty percent. If I dip under that, I feel a little bit like I'm failing mm. um which actually I did another I did another video on failing as well because I say you <laughs> can never fail if you're learning. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I always feel like I've sort of I've let myself down or I could have pushed a bit harder if I don't hit the 80% mark. Whereas mm-hmm. once I hit the 80% mark, I can let the 20% go. Um, so yeah, that's my that's my personal 80, 80 20 rule.
0: Oh my God, this is so awesome. Well, I, I don't want to keep you any longer. However, if you don't mind, though, can you just tell our audience where they can find your stuff so I can link it on a description below?
1: Yeah, uh, so my website is like the main hub for all the things, which is Supermum, spelled the UK way, M-U-M, supermumsociety.com. Yes. And any social media platform that I'm on, I'm at SuperMumsociety. Um, basically i'm not going to join a social media platform if i can't get super Mum society i will boycott <laughs> that's, that's my tag and that's the one i like um but we do we have yeah we've got the youtube channel the the podcast which is motherhood motivation um the blog and then i also do lots of downloadables and printables for free on my website so to help with time management and things like that so that you can fit in all your meal planning um there you and go you can- Fit in shopping at The Butcher to get the good quality meat when you eat. (laughs) Things like that.
0: Yeah. Well, you can definitely tell you are an organized person. and It revolves around what you do, which I actually truly appreciate because being in a kitchen, that's how my mindset is all the time like 12 hours out of the 15 i'm there it's all about time management how i can get my guys to do the most efficient work they can in the le- in the least amount of time so i can push food out to our guests so again thank you so much for being on oh my goodness this is so amazing i can't i can't even tell you how how thrilling this is for me this is so this is so good
1: thank you i've really enjoyed it too
0: Yeah, So I'll make sure to uh, to link all her description underneath below Uh, Make sure you check out our podcast also And I'll I'll make sure that everything's all nice and done But uh, Chef's Meal airs every Thursday at 10 in the morning And Chef's Meal Live in a Restaurant airs every Monday at 6 or 7 p.m. So make sure you watch out for our episode with Jessica And other than that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much and have a good night